Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here today. We are talking all about Thanksgiving. Now, hear me out. If you're Canadian and you're already through your Thanksgiving, or if you don't celebrate or whatever that may look like for you, trust me, you're going to want to stay tuned in because this episode, although will be kind of focused around Thanksgiving, is also just all about how to handle the day of a big holiday meal, whether that's a celebration, a birthday party at the neighbor's house, Thanksgiving, Christmas dinner, whatever it might be, these tips will help you. So stay tuned. But before we hop into that, I want to read a written review from one of you. I so appreciate the time and energy you guys take out of your day to leave me a written review on this podcast. It means the world to me to hear from you first and foremost, but also it actually helps other moms just like you find this podcast too. So thank you so much to all who have done that. And if you haven't already, here's your kind reminder to leave a written review, of course, for my podcast, but really this goes for any podcast that you love. I cannot stress enough how much this means to podcasters. So any podcast you listen to, just take a few seconds, drop them a note in the comments and write a written review. It means the world. So Our review today comes from BJ Walsh, and they say informative and quick. Five stars. Love how realistic these episodes are. Can listen quickly. Alyssa makes such great points, plans, and doesn't make you feel guilty all about where you're at right now. Highly recommend this podcast. Thank you so much for leaving that review. That means the world to me that not only are you learning so much, but you're also not feeling any guilt or shame for where you're at because... We've all been there, and that is so important to me. So thanks again for leaving that written review. All right, now on to the show. I still remember my son's very first Thanksgiving where he was eating solid food. He was about a year old. We had kind of dabbled in baby blend weaning, had done some purees, and here we are around a year of age where I know that we're transitioning to 100% solid food. And Thanksgiving just felt really overwhelming to me. And I was kind of on this mindset of, you know, This year, maybe I'll just make him a separate meal, take a few things from Thanksgiving um, that he can eat. And I I believe we actually made mastacholi, which is a baked pasta dish, if you will, that year specifically so we could give it to him as kind of like his main dish. Um, At that time, he wasn't eating meat super well. I didn't feel great about my turkey baking skills, so I knew it probably wasn't moist enough for him. Um, And really in this instance, I also just felt like my direction was or my attention was pulled in a thousand different directions. I knew I wasn't going to be as present watching him eat the food as I typically am with baby led weaning and And I just felt a little uncomfortable. I was trying to keep conversations going, trying to check on dinner, trying to get dinner on the table. And although I'm very blessed with a low-key chill family who isn't stressed about timing or eating or all of the proper perfect manners at the table, all the things, I'm very lucky in that way. I just knew that my energy was being used up elsewhere. And so I was stressed about how much my little one was eating. We were also eating at a really weird time. And I don't know if that's typical for you guys, but I feel like we typically don't plan Thanksgiving dinner at dinner time, or at least what he was used to. There were so many different things going on. And 
I wanted to take today and really walk you through my foolproof method for holidays and what to do on the day of in preparation and also just kind of setting everyone up for success. A lot of this is derived from my own experience, but also in how I've coached several clients through these experiences and taken all that information. And of course, I teach it in depth inside of Table Talk as well. And so I wanted to kind of share it here with you because you might be staring at Thanksgiving going, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't feel great about it. I know the nap schedules get messed up and there's new family dynamics and all the sorts of things, which by the way, real quick plug, I actually have a handling holiday comments guide linked in the description box below. If you have not downloaded it, it's completely free. It is 13 pages and walks you through not only how to set up your own boundaries, but also how to handle things when Things are set at the table that are inappropriate, specifically about or towards your picky eater, and also how to repair as a parent if that happens. So all of that is in that guide. I literally set out to make it a two-page guide, and it's 13 pages. I had a lot to say about this completely for free, and you can download that below. And again, although we're talking about the holidays, Thanksgiving, anything that's coming up, really, it's any event, right? We know that this can happen to us, whether we're at a Chick-fil-A or we're at a steakhouse or we're at a friend's house for dinner, right? It can happen anywhere. So definitely download that guide if you have not already. All right, back to Thanksgiving and the holiday meals that are coming up. We might just feel really overwhelmed about our schedule getting messed up, our, you know, maybe there's nothing on the menu that we know that our kids like, all of these things. So what can we do in preparation and what do we have control over? that will help set our little ones up for success for a good day where they're not necessarily melting down every two seconds because they're hangry, because they haven't eaten all day, and all there is in front of them is turkey and this weird green bean casserole they've never seen before. So first and foremost, what I'd recommend is throughout the day before you have your Thanksgiving meal or the big meal, try to keep the rest of their schedule as close to normal as possible. I know that's not always possible, but maybe even in doing a little bit of food prep to prepare something and have something on hand, even if it's just a frozen pizza or the favorite macaroni and cheese ready to go on demand for lunch or for some sort of snack as well during their normal times. The next tip I want to give you is to give them a mini meal snack before the meal. Now, this might feel counterintuitive. We know that a meal and snack schedule is really important and trying to stick to that is great and consistency is key. But this is one day where absolutely I think there's some flexibility that might be needed. And a lot of times we don't necessarily eat the time that we think we're going to eat. (laughs) Turkey's taking a little extra long or Maybe that's just in my house every year, but all this to say is that our kids are experiencing so many new things on this day, and sometimes it's just helpful to have an additional snack that day to fill up their bellies, especially because they're probably going to be filled and seeing foods that they don't typically see on a regular basis. So giving them a nice, well-rounded, balanced snack before the meal, I'm not talking like five minutes before the meal, I'm talking like half hour, 45 minutes, maybe even an hour right before. So kind of we just take the edge off and give them that extra opportunity to fill up their bellies. 
our kids, like I said, not only visually are going to be seeing so many new foods, they're going to be smelling new things. They're around people. They're typically not around. They likely don't have as much attention from you like they typically have at a meal or, you know, during that time of day. There's a lot of new things that they're experiencing. Maybe they're even sitting at a different table than you, or they're sitting in a different place than they normally sit, or whatever the case may be. There's a lot of things that are completely new to them. And so instead of hoping everything goes fine and crossing our fingers, let's give them a little extra opportunity to get in the nutrition that they need for the day. At this point, I'd also highly recommend, if you haven't already, kind of giving them a little pep talk, if you will, letting them know what's about to go down. Maybe that's saying, tomorrow we're getting together with grandma and grandpa and we'll be having a big meal together. This is called Thanksgiving. Here are some of my favorite foods that are usually on the Thanksgiving day table. Now, of course, this obviously depends on your kid's age, but you can expand this conversation or shorten it depending on their age. With little ones, I recommend keeping it short and sweet, but truly is never too early to start communicating with them. Even if we don't think they understand, there is some level of understanding when we use our words and connect it with actions so they can actually start to understand and connect the dots themselves. Now, let's talk about the actual dinner. I don't know how you do it in your family. I know everyone does it differently, whether it's buffet style or everyone gets a pre-plated plate, whatever that looks like. What I would recommend is putting way less on the plate. This is such a simple yet effective tool for our picky eaters, not only every day, but especially on a day like Thanksgiving. We have had years, if not decades, of experiences with Thanksgiving meal. And likely, if you're anything like me and my family, you pile up your plate probably a little more than you typically do. And our instinct may be to do that for our child as well. But our child will likely feel very overwhelmed at the sight at such a full plate. Even though we may not say it, they may internalize some pressure around having to eat all that food, and that alone can make them feel really overwhelmed. Or maybe even someone at the table makes that comment. Hint, hint, grab that guide down in the description box below if you even think you'll encounter some uncomfortable comments like that. Trust me, it is well worth it completely free. So of course it's worth it. Um, But just a reminder here that they can feel very overwhelmed very easily. So keep it really light on their plate. If they're old enough, I would say three plus, have them help you build their plate, maybe by picking them up, having them point to what they want. If it's more buffet style, if it's pre-plated, try to be the one to plate up the food on their plate and put way less than you think. You can of course always go back for more. This is also a good time to let you know that I would highly recommend either bringing a dish or verifying that a dish will be there that is safe for your child. Usually on Thanksgiving Day, this is something like butter and rolls, right? Or maybe for you, it's mac and cheese or even pizza rolls. Anything that is a safe food for your child that you know that they can fill up their belly, that they'll recognize on their plate and instantly have some sort of connection will also set them up for success. Here's the next kind of rule breaker moment for you. (laughs) Typically, I recommend 
that we actively work on expanding the amount of time our children are able to sit at the table, even if they're not eating. And so, of course, this is really great for relationship building, getting familiar with foods, and experiencing that environment, which we know research shows us is so, so important. That being said, on Thanksgiving, depending on your family home, your values, the situation amongst the family dynamics of who's there, this might be a good time to break that rule. If they say they're all done and they want to get down and go play, maybe let them get down and go play. It's a lot of pressure, a lot of nuance. There's a lot of new things that they're experiencing and likely they're experiencing a lot of overstimulation. So this might be a good time to lean into that 20% of the time when we talk about that 80-20. Just some tips for that. All right, now on to kind of the final tip I have for you. If you have control over the dessert situation, try to encourage the family to allow all foods at the same time, which means putting dessert or pie on the plate right next to the turkey and the green bean casserole and letting our children experience that as well. This isn't always the case, right? And we know even at birthday parties, a lot of times cake is served later because we blow out the candles, we sing a song, and we have the meal first and then dessert. What I typically recommend in this situation is to not try and hide the fact that there's pie. Don't try to leverage it for how much they're eating and letting them know that pie is available to them regardless of how much they eat. Not necessarily with your words, but with your actions. This is, of course, really helpful if you're trying to minimize the amount of obsession there is around sweets. Okay, I know I said that was the last tip, but I actually have one more that just snuck into my brain. Not only do we want to serve regular meals throughout the day until that Thanksgiving meal comes up and maybe even sneak in an extra snack that day, but I also want to encourage you to offer meals that are robust and well-rounded, that include the proteins fat, and carbs with fiber that we talk a lot about, especially a little emphasis on the proteins that they are able to eat, that they do like eating, maybe planning some of those in for the day as well. This is just going to help keep them satiated for longer, keep their blood sugar from going wild all day, and really uh, have them feel that fullness that may help curb the hangry tendency on these days. And also just a reminder that our kids are going to feed off our energy. So do everything you can to try and be excited for the day, low stress, and enjoy the day with your child. Build that relationship, have a good time, and make some memories. I hope this episode is helpful for you. I hope you have an incredible Thanksgiving. I know that I am so thankful for each and every one of you listening to this podcast right now. I do this for the mom, for the dad, for the family that is feeling so overwhelmed with pick eating, doesn't know where to start, and really wants some tangible advice to move forward. And if that's you, if you are tired of pick eating and you are ready to truly kick it to the curb and not only prevent it from getting worse, but even reverse the picky eating that is happening right now in your home, that is exactly what Table Talk can do for you. You will learn all the principles and foundations that you need to set the structure so that all the methods and strategies you lose, you learn in there as well actually work. And not just in the moment, but also 
long-term to truly raising a healthy, happy, and independent eater, which is exactly what we want, isn't it? And so if you're interested in learning more about how to do this, I want you to know that there is a way to do this in your home. And that is exactly what I created Table Talk to be for you. So not only do you get the entire program, which is yours to keep forever, you can go at it on your own pace and really move through the modules again and again. But you also get an entire month for free inside the Table Talk membership, which is where you can come and get your real life nitty gritty questions answered by me live on a call that I do every month with our members. So that is completely included as well. I know so many of you are asking for that hands-on touch, that hands-on experience of what about my kid? What about this specific instance? What about XYZ? And that is why I offer that to my table talkers. Plus as a complete bonus for you, you get access to the Demystifying Desserts mini course, which is a hundred dollar value. It's exclusively offered to my table talkers for free because you truly need to know the basics that are taught inside Table Talk to apply this. And it really helps just take desserts off the pedestal and put them back where they belong. So if you're struggling with picky eating, I want you to know that there is a way to help your little ones try new foods without adding pressure, without bribing, begging, pleading, or guilting them into it. There is a way that they can enjoy these foods for themselves. And I want to teach you how. So you can click the link down in the description box below to learn more and enroll, or you can DM me the words I'm in to make sure this is a good fit and save time with me answering any questions you might have about the program. All right. Thank you so much. Like I said, for being here, I am thankful for you and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at Alyssa at NutritionForLittles.com. All right. Until next time, mamas.